Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur with your host, Steve Kidd, third-generation minister and 30-year business coach. Listen in as amazing, world-changing authors, speakers, and coaches share their struggles and victories, and hear from best-selling authors' insight into how you, too, can live your life as a thriving entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur. Thanks for being with me here today. I love coming to you guys and bringing you these amazing guests, talking to you about things that can uplevel your life and your business. And in a lot, in, if not in all of our lives, one of the most powerful things that has the biggest impact on our life is money. Often it's not so much a matter of it being some complicated thing as it is just really being good at the basics. And so today we want to talk about powerful money basics and some ways that you can potentially really show up the way you wish you were in the world by just simply enacting these powerful money basics. You see, the thing about it is, is that we all need money, right? <laughs> I'll never forget when Maya was little, um, you know, she, she, her using the phrase, I need money. <laughs> and um, I think that rings true for all of us, no matter how little we are, um, no matter how big we get, it really is kind of the cornerstone of how we do things and how things get done in our lives, isn't it? Money is not the root of all evil so much as it is the potential and it is just like potential energy you can use it for good or you can use it for evil now loving money having money be your god having the only thing you focus on being money that can lead you down a very dangerous path but money itself is an inanimate object and it's about learning the powerful money basics so that we then can make our money work for us we can do the things that allow us to run lean and clean, to be a mean machine, if you will, and really get the things that are important in this world done. You see, good people with more money will do more good in the world. And I know you've heard that phrase before from others as well as myself, but it's true. But it's hard to share your light with the world if you can't keep your own lights on. When we're worried about the very basic necessities of life, we are hijacked from what we're really here to do. And that's make that powerful impact in others' lives. So in order to do that, let's look at some powerful money basics today. Let's have a couple of really great, really intelligent people come in and talk to us about some powerful money basics and see if we can't get some things straightened out in our life that have always been there ready to go to work for us. We just haven't known what job assignment to give them. And so in so doing, we can really live as a thriving entrepreneur. And I know that that's what you want. That's, of course, what I want for you as well. So let's take a quick commercial break and then jump right into our great guests here on Thriving Entrepreneur. If you're an author who's on a mission, stand out with your brand out. <laughs> Check this out, guys. Yep, everything's marketing, and marketing is everything. Your existing book can become a best-selling book, or even, hey, like mine, a number one international best-selling book in five days. Listen, if your business isn't known by everybody, it's obscurity and that's death, right? The same thing is true for your book. If you're not happy with the way your book is performing, you got that far and then it just fell off the face of the planet, kind of feeling, go to yourbestsellertoday.com, schedule a talk with Steve, 
believe. It's risk-free. It's guaranteed. It's proven. We've done it thousands of times. What are you waiting for? Yes, yourbestsellertoday.com. This time next week, you could have a beautiful seal on your book and get the attention that you deserve. Reach the people that you came to serve. Come on now. What are you waiting for? Grab a pen. Here we go. All you got to do is book a call, yourbestsellertoday.com. Go to yourbestsellertoday.com. Book a talk with Steve. It's proven. It's guaranteed. It's going to happen. All you have to do is say yes to your destiny. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome back. Today we're going to talk about powerful money basics, and I've got some great guests here to help us learn some of the things that we really need to understand. We want to start off first talking about some basics on investing in the stock market so that you can understand what are the ways that you can put your money to work for you while you're working so hard for it. Join me in welcoming Jeremy Nelson Newsom. Hey, Jeremy, how are you doing today? Doing good, man. How are you? I'm doing great. Tell us a little bit about you and how you show up in the world. Wow, that's a cool question. I like that, how I show up in the world. Uh, I think I show up as an energetic, excited person about instructing and helping people with finance. I call myself a fiscal therapist. <laughs> so I kind of just help people understand a little bit more about the stock market. Most people think it's a very mysterious thing, and that's just been my specialty for the last 11 years. So I strive to do everything I can just to educate more people about how it works. So give us a primer on it. Um, for somebody who's never done anything about it, what would be the very first thing you'd teach them? So very first thing I teach Steve is I talk about being an owner, not just a consumer. So most people, they do like to understand real estate, right? They get it. They understand they'll buy a house, they'll live in a house and they may or may not sell it, but they will use that house as an investment at some point in their life. Well, the thing with the stock market is people are afraid of it because you can't touch it, right? You can't actually see it, but you can see a house. You can see a car. So people are very comfortable buying things that they can touch. But with the stocks, you can't touch it unless, of course, you interact with its products all the time. So for example, every one of your listeners most likely knows exactly what a Roku device is. You can have a Roku TV, you can have a Roku device, you can see, interact, and be a part of the actual product itself. But yet many people don't have any investment in Roku. And I think that Roku is a stock that's going to go higher over the next four to five years. Uh, believe it or not, Steve, this is kind of an incredible statistic, but in 2019, Roku went up 500%. 500%. I mean, that's massive, massive returns. And right now it's trading at about 147 a share. So let's say you bought two shares, right? Two shares, you invested $300 and then in the next four to five months, you buy another $300 worth of Roku and you slowly just build up some shares. If and when Roku eventually hits $200 in the next three to four years, you will have received a really nice healthy return on your Roku position being an owner, not just a consumer, right? Using the product itself and actually buying shares of that company to either A, get a discount and whatever product you might want to buy in the future, or B, just making a return on your money and letting it grow for you. Mm, I like that distinction. So when you work with people, uh, what kind of people do you like to work with the best? I like to work with people who are either about to retire or at least uh, are just retired. That's kind of my target demographic, my target market just because they feel like they are about to come up onto this sense of the world where they have freedom, they have a little bit more time, they're really excited about the future. You know, they've put in some time, they do have some money saved up, they do have some liquid assets, and they're like, okay, I'm late 50s, early 60s, what I'm about to do now, what's my approach? How can I turn my four, five, six hundred thousand dollars I have in XYZ retirement fund and make that a perpetual cash flow machine? every single year for the rest of my life. So those are kind of the customers I really, really like to work with because again, they're excited and they're also a little bit scared 
because the number one fear that most Americans have is actually the fear of running out of money. That's probably one of the biggest fears that most people have. And so either subconsciously or consciously, they really worry about that and they want to do any length they can or any type of education they can or process to avoid that from happening. Mm, yeah, running out of money, that's a very, very bad thing. We don't want that to happen. No. <laughs> Uh, what would you say from your experience is the biggest faux pas, the, the biggest mistake that most people when they start into investing make? Oh, that's a good one, man. So I can answer that really easily. The biggest faux pas and or mistake that many people make is they buy companies because they are excited about it and they don't know anything about it. For example, one of my, uh, one of my, stories with that is I bought some shares of Rudy's sports drink. Remember the name? Remember that movie, Rudy, Steve? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, man. The classic film, good old Notre Dame, Rudy. So <laughs> I got a flyer in the mail when I was like 13 that he was going to invest, you know, he was buying a sports drink franchise thing and you need to invest in it. And obviously it was a penny stock. So what most people do is they will invest into a company that they don't know anything about because it's cheap and they're like, well, it's just three or $4,000, who cares? And so they'll take that money and they'll invest in it. And likely by the time you got the flyer, it's too late. Um, you've missed that move, you've missed the boat. So you need to pack up and go on about your day. But it's a lot easier to take that same three or $4,000 that you would invest into whatever company that you don't know anything about because it's extremely, extremely cheap and sure, if it goes up to a dollar, you make 30 grand. But the likelihood of that is so small. I mean, I truly can't name one person that I've met in the flesh where I shook that person's hand that they made a lot of money trading penny stocks. When I say a lot of money, I mean like hundreds of thousands of actual liquid dollars trading penny stocks. I haven't met one single person in my 11 years of life, or sorry, 11 years of doing this as a profession. But I've met, I mean, tens of thousands of people who've made insane life-changing money trading Apple or Tesla or Google or Facebook or Snapchat or Roku or Wayfair or Pinterest or Etsy, right? Companies that we all interact with every day, companies that we know exactly how they work, companies how, they, how we know how they make money. So just because it's cheap doesn't mean it's good. And I think that's probably one of the biggest faux pas a lot of investors make. So I know this year has been crazy you know, with COVID. And, uh, you know, if you watch even something simple like the Dow, uh, it just goes up and down and all over the place. But I also know a lot of people have made massive amounts of money this year. Um, what would yeah. you say, and this is a little bit insider-ish, but, but it's sure. reporting. Um, what would you say is the best move you've seen somebody make this year? That's a, that's a good question, man. Um, I actually do have a, a story. So the best move that I know of someone who played was Wix, ticker symbol W-I-X. So Wix is an online website platform builder. So bottom line, you can design and build your own website. Pretty simple. And the thing is, most people when I tell them that Wix is up a gargantuan amount this year, so when I say gargantuan, I mean, it's up 265% since March. Well, what's really unique about that is a lot of people know what Wix is. When I bring it up, they're like, oh yeah, a lot of people are staying at home. They probably are either A, unemployed, B, quit their job, or C, just have more time on their hands. So people are building websites and they're creating you know, e-commerce platforms and stores and they're building things for themselves. And I said, exactly, that's totally, totally correct. And uh, so I have a really good friend who lives in the Midwest. Uh, his name is Tim. And he bought what's called a call option on Wix. So Wix is ticker symbol W-I-X. A call option, long story short, is just, it's kind of like an aggressive bet that the stock's going to go higher. So he bought him in March when Wix was at 80. And he sold it when it was at 180. <laughs> Which, that's a $100 move in the stock price. But on, a, on an option trade, Steve, he made 800% return on that particular options trade, um, which was just astronomical. So, I mean, that guy, you know, Tim was smiling ear to ear. I know another guy who played Overstock. His name is Zeus. Um, he, he played Overstock back in May. And it was at $13 and rode up to 50. 
So that was a 300% return in overstock, which is really, really cool. Um, Workhorse has been great. Scott McKay, uh, who, one of my good buddies who lives in Austin, Texas, has been absolutely just soiling Tesla. Because as you, all, as you know, Steve, Tesla's been making some dramatic moves in the last few months. But even during COVID, Tesla went from $900 in February down 65% and went all the way down to 350. And then from March till now, it's gone up 450%. So there's a lot of really, really good investors and traders um, who made some great money on Tesla. So there's been amazing opportunities with this volatility and just incredible swings. Actually, my primary care physician, check this out, man. He has a really cool strategy. My primary care physician told me, so he's a doctor, obviously, uh, that he buys the Qs, which is an ETF. It's the ETF that tracks the NASDAQ. So pretty much all tech stocks. He loads the boat anytime they announce a virus. That's when he gets in because he's a doctor. So he said one of two things happen. Either the world you know, goes to zero and everyone loses their life and everyone turns into zombies and it's the apocalypse and we're all dead anyway, or we rally out of it. And he said, historically, we rallied out of it every other time eventually. So he is just doing, he's doing amazing. It's been an incredible time, man. And I think it's going to continue. Honestly, I think we're going to get a little bit of a pullback here soon and then off to the races again. Do you know anybody that made a killing off of the, uh, the downturn with the oil prices there. Were you watching it that one day when oil prices were like negative $35 or something like that? <laughs> I do. So I don't actually, I don't actually trade commodities all that frequently, although I know I, I can and I'm able to, I don't know of anyone who personally made tons of money on the downside. Um, yeah, I just I don't know anyone specifically. I know some people who made some money after the reverse happened, uh, after the uh, contango, the split actually kind of reversed itself. So when it started returning to, returning to normalcy, but I don't know anyone who made insane, insane money on the crash. Probably one of my trader buddies, Anka, um, she lives down there and she I think she owns a company called Trade Out Loud. She is a commodities trader, an option trader, a future trader. I think she did really well on oil that day. She was just short and just had a trailing stop and it just accidentally kept going because it went negative. Dude, what a, what a crazy year, man. Crazy year. Like, you know, oil went negative and then Hertz, which was a bankrupt stop. They announced bankruptcy on June 3rd and then June 5th, they were up 500%. I mean, it was just the weirdest. It's been a strange year, man. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, it really has been. Yeah, I was looking around. I was like, who do I know that would uh, loan me enough money to rent a tanker for a month? <laughs> you know? yeah. yeah, I bet, man. That was, yeah, absolutely. And I'm glad you thought that because that was something that a lot of the pros were thinking through because it was just an abnormality and we know that it had to recover at some point. Absolutely. Well, that's cool stuff. I love watching it, you know, and, and predicting it's like, okay, where are we going next? Um, I have to say, I haven't really jumped in because it's just, it's a little bit too much of a gamble for me, <laughs> but, um, but it's a lot of fun to watch in here. So let's, um, let's give the people some information, something they could take sure. action on right now today. A person who, um, you know, and it doesn't really matter what level they're at, what is an action a person could take right now today um, to begin to invest in stocks? Yep. So that's a great question, man. And here's the action steps. I'll give people two. And when I say two, it's just simply one of two choices. The easiest thing to do is get an app called Acorns. So Acorns, like the thing that falls from a tree. And what Acorns does is it automatically rounds up money. Steve, from your checking, savings, credit card, whatever. So if you spend $4.13, it rounds up the 87 cents and puts that into a stock account. And that stock account can be invested in something, you know, really risky, high growth, high returns, whatever, or something extremely, extremely safe. I suggest putting it into the highest possible risk portfolio they provide, which is still not really that risky at all. Um, that would be step one, get Acorns. It's a free app. It's really, really nifty and nice and easy to use. Number two, the other thing you could do is if you want to be a little bit more uh, direct with your investing, you could download Robinhood. 
Robinhood is a free application that people can use that they can transfer money into very, very quickly and start trading and investing in the market directly using Robinhood. I don't personally use Robinhood. I don't have an affiliate link or anything, but you can uh, use it, get it, download it, access it. It's really, really handy, super useful. And they allow fractional shares now of companies like Apple and Tesla and Google, Amazon. So you can actually buy small, small fragments of shares if you would like to and kind of be invested directionally, which I think is a really wise idea anyway. That is so cool. So Jeremy, people that want to go deeper with you and want to work with you directly, how would they get in contact with you? Good question, man. I, th I appreciate you asking. I actually am teaching a kid's class tonight. Um, if anybody is listening to this in the future, come to reallifetrading.com. That's the name of my website, reallifetrading.com. I also uh, offer tons and tons and tons of free education and people can go there. They can click on the beginners tab if they have children or they know people that have children. I do. I, I teach kids this stuff. I teach adults this stuff. I do my absolute best to teach anyone of all ages from anywhere in the world what the stock market is, how it works, how to safely, consistently, and profitably trade from it without it being scary, without it being a gamble, without it being a bet. Just take very secure, predetermined, risk-parametered trades and investments and then grow their account from there. So that's where the people can find all they need about me. Perfect. Well, Jeremy, I really appreciate you spending some time on the show with us here today. Man, my pleasure. Thanks for the invite. I really appreciate it. I hope you took some notes and you have found some things from the fiscal therapist that helps you understand a little better where stocks might be part of what you want to do with your money and how you can begin your investing journey to put your money to work for you even when you're sleeping so that in all that you do, you can thrive. That's what we want, isn't it? We're going to take another quick commercial break, and then we'll be right back here on Thriving Entrepreneur. If you're an author who's on a mission, stand out with your brand out. <laughs> Check this out, guys. Yep, everything's marketing, and marketing is everything. Your existing book can become a best-selling book, or even, hey, like mine, a number one international best-selling book in five days. Listen, if your business isn't known by everybody, it's obscurity and that's death, right? The same thing is true for your book. If you're not happy with the way your book is performing, you got that far and then it just fell off the face of the planet, kind of feeling go to yourbestsellertoday.com schedule a talk with steve it's risk-free it's guaranteed it's proven we've done it thousands of times what are you waiting for yes yourbestsellertoday.com this time next week you could have a beautiful seal on your book and get the attention that you deserve reach the people that you came to serve come on now what are you waiting for grab a pen here we go all you got to do is book a call yourbestsellertoday.com go to yourbestsellertoday.com Book a talk with Steve. It's proven. It's guaranteed. It's going to happen. All you have to do is say yes to your destiny. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome back. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today as we talk about powerful money basics. In the first segment, we were talking about the basics of the stock market and beginning our investment portfolio. Now we want to talk about retirement. What can we do that maybe aren't some of the more traditional ways that might be a better idea for you to be able to have the money that you can retire and not have to work right until the moment of your death, but you can have a good retirement as well. So let's welcome our next guest to talk to us about that. Join me in welcoming Jason DeBono. Hey, Jason, how you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you, Steve? I'm doing good, thanks. So tell us a little bit about you and how you show up in the world. Well, gosh, I, you know, I could answer that in so many different directions, but... Uh... Um, got a great wife, two great kids, um, one nine, one uh, ten months. So, um, you know, family guy by heart. Uh, and on the business side, uh, uh, vice president of a third party custodial firm. So we're a public trust company that specializes in holding uh, investments that are non-publicly traded 
uh, for people inside their retirement accounts. So kind of a unique uh, niche uh, in the investment world. So help me understand what is the difference between privately held, non-publicly traded, and the other? So most retirement accounts are, are custodied at, uh, you know, your, your large brokerage firms, banks, uh, and they're held in publicly traded assets, um, things like Microsoft or, you know, um, Home Depot, right? Basically stocks, bonds, mutual funds. What, what we deal with specifically in our trust company is clients that want to take money away from the brokerage markets and move it into something that's not publicly traded. And that could be uh, a business that just has not gone public. So, uh, you know, a small mom and pops level business up to a, you know, growing uh, and expanding middle market company that's just simply still privately traded. Uh, it includes things like real property, rental property, um, uh, flips, rehabs, uh, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, and then it also uh, would include things like private lending. So uh, promissory notes or, or any sort of debt instrument uh, that is not, you know, available or, or uh, sold in the open market. So I want to get into the concept of a solo 401k for, uh, with you. But before we jump into that, um, you know, it's been really crazy. 2020 has been just the weirdest year as far as investing goes and stuff. Um, would you say what you deal with is more or less or pretty much the same in volatility as what the rest of the market has been this year? Well, what, what we deal with by being private is always going to be less volatile uh, at face value because the price of a real estate um, you know, holding or a promissory note, they're, they're not priced by the second like stocks are. So there, there's a, an innate volatility that's created in, in the stock bond and mutual fund market just by virtue of having a value every day. Um, certainly real estate's a lot less you know, volatile. Private companies are a lot less volatile. Um, but, but I think some of the, the overall impact is, is the same. I mean, certainly, um, you know, if we look at what COVID did to the stock market out of the gate, it, it sent shock and awe and fear through the market. And, and we saw that big, you know, 20 to 40% drop, depending on, on where you look, you know, real estate certainly doesn't drop in, in a five, you know, five or seven day period, 20%. But, um, you know, what happens in any investment when, you know, something like a pandemic hits is, people start to wonder where is it headed, what's gonna happen. And what's interesting about real estate and other related investments, we've actually seen it do the opposite, much like the market has done since that drop, you know, lower interest rates, cheaper money, um, you know, real estate is, has been um, rising rapidly um, as of late. That said, there's certainly a lot of pent up uh, risk in real estate that people are kind of eyeballing where you've got people that are not paying their rent, you've got people not paying their mortgage, uh, and because there's a moratorium, you know, governmentally on most of uh, evictions and foreclosures, um, in a normal market, we would see it hit the, the, the streets quickly. And so people would probably react sooner. So there's certainly some pent up, uh, you know, uh, issues that people are keeping a close eye on. But in, until we have some resolution to that, uh, the market continues to, to, to thrive despite the shadow issues that are looming. So what is a solo 401k and who can participate in one? So when we talk about investments, and I think so many people focus, um, rightfully so, just you know, naturally we're always inclined to talk about what, what we actually buy with our investment money. A solo 401k is not an investment, it's a vehicle. So you know, when you have money to put away and save, you've got a lot of options available to you. Some people just save in a savings account, some people save in a money market fund, some people save in an annuity or they save in a bank or brokerage account. And then you have retirement level accounts, so tax advantage type accounts that people save within. These can be um, annuities, right, or longer term things like CDs, which don't have the tax benefit, but um, you know, they're, they're a form of savings and investment wrapped into one. IRAs and 401k plans are your retirement plans. Those are the plans that people earmark for retirement. And the beauty is by earmarking it, the, the government will give you a tax benefit in doing so. The solo 401k is really kind of like the uh, Kobe beef, if you will, uh, of retirement accounts. Uh, so, you know, I, I know, you know, obviously uh, talking to entrepreneurs, one of the challenges that they face is how do they save? They're entrepreneurs by trade. They don't have a, an employer typically 
that that's giving them a, a 401k and giving them access to savings. And so they're forced into either savings on their own. And most entrepreneurs are unaware that you can create your own 401k, even if you're in a one person business. In fact, the solo 401k is designed for businesses without common law employees. So maybe it's a husband and wife or you know, a family run business, but there's no actual, you know, what I would consider a run of the mill employees. And the solo 401k is the most amazing retirement vehicle that exists because it gives you all of the opportunities, all the tax benefits, full control, and it allows you to invest into private investments uh, all by its nature. Whereas a traditional 401k through your employer at say AT&T is going to be very restrictive on the investment. So it's a great vehicle for, for entrepreneurs. It's the best possible savings vehicle for retirement savers that don't have an employer that are the employer without employees. Perfect. So um, is that what you refer to when you talk about the perfect entrepreneur's retirement plan? Yeah, without a doubt, because what, what happens in, in 401k plans is they're group plans. And so they, the, bigger the group, the more watered down the plan is. So, you know, if you work for a company with 5,000 employees, you're going to have the most basic generic 401k plan. And it's because they want to keep it even keel for all 5,000 employees. It's still a great plan. There's probably an employer match. So it's not a bad plan, but it's just watered down. You got to live within the group constraint. When you're an entrepreneur, you don't have any of these group guidelines or confines or rules. And so you have all the luxuries that are permitted through 401ks and you don't have to water the plan down. So you're really getting a 401k in its best, most pure environment. And 401ks give so many opportunities. Uh, and this solo 401k that we do refer to as kind of the perfect you know, entrepreneurial retirement plan is it basically gives you maximum control, maximum contribution ability, maximum tax savings, and maximum investment opportunities or availability. So, you know, you, you have full access to your money, to put money away, save lots of it, make lots of tax advantaged um, investments and do all of that under the confines of one plan. That all sounds really awesome. Um, let's be practical with the people, you know, in 2008 and then again this year, um, a lot of people's 401ks took a pretty heavy hit. Um, does that same kind of a situation, has that happened for folks um, in their solo 401k? Well, you know, I think the short answer to that is no, um, because our clients with solo 401ks hold a much different set of asset classes. So, you know, the 401k is just the vehicle. The, the investments that vehicle makes is really what's contingent on whether it goes up or goes down in value. And the beauty of a solo 401k is it's not just securities based. So um, you can own a variety, truly diversify. You can own a piece of real estate. You could have a private loan. You could invest into a private business. And so um, it's less volatile. It doesn't mean it, there's no risk or less risk. Uh, any investment can go up and any investment can go down. That's the nature of investing. But the beauty for, for solo 401k investors is you're not tied to one market. So most employees, they have to put their, their retirement account 401k into stocks and bonds. And so when markets crash, you know, which, which happens every, you know, eight to 10 to 12 or 15 years, um, you're going to feel it. Whereas if you're invested in, in, in assets and you think, you know what, now may be a good time to sell my real estate because the economy may be headed for, uh, you know, some issues. You can sell out and sit in cash. You don't have to to, uh, to ride out any waves or storms. So um, there's certainly more opportunity there. So not to say it can't go down, certainly, uh, you know, something like 2008, which, which had major impact on all economic markets. Um, you know, we haven't seen the fallout yet uh, of 2020. We, we know it's there, we all feel it. Um, but if you look around, real estate markets going through the roof, stock market is at record highs. You know, we're all still in that euphoria from an investment standpoint. And if that bubble burst, um, then certainly that pain will be felt in equity markets first. Uh, and then obviously there's usually a natural follow uh, in the real estate and, and private you know, markets. So let's be good teachers. Let's um, give a person that's listening right now something, and we're going to talk about how they can work with you here in a minute, but something that they could do on their own right now today to get them more involved in having their own 
retirement account, self uh, solo four hundred one k, those kind of things. Well, I think the first thing is, you know, it's education. Um, when you're an employee somewhere, um, you know, you can, while it's not prudent, you at least have an employer that has some, you know, desire and responsibility to kind of provide you some financial education and a, a, at least the 401k plan to contribute. When you're an entrepreneur, you're on your own. Um, you've got no one there um, that, that's looking over your shoulder. And so the onus is on you. And what what gets most entrepreneurs in trouble as a whole is, you know, they get so laser focused on their business that they lose track of saving over a longer period of times. And so when businesses are successful, they can make up for that. But a good steady growth business is great, but it's not great if for five or seven or 10 years while you're focused on the business, you don't put any money away to save for retirement because it puts you in a real disadvantage and, and you're forced to play catch up. So I would encourage everybody listening today from a most practical standpoint is really to go out and get educated. You know, it doesn't take long to just look up the solo 401k. And the key is to determine do you, what vehicle do you want? And, and I can tell you the solo 401k is, is a great place to start. And then the second question is, is where do you want that vehicle to invest? If you want it to invest in public equities and stocks, bonds, mutual funds, um, then a brokerage house is going to serve you just fine. If you want that plan to have the most flexibility and be able to invest in both stocks and bonds and uh, non-public investments, then you're going to want to look to a third-party trust company that can provide you that sort of opportunity. So um, one last question before we talk about how people can get in contact with you. What does something like working with you approximately cost? Is it a percentage-based or a flat fee? Or? Well, the beauty of the solo 401k is um, because it's, it's designed really for you to run it yourself, uh, the only fee, the minimum fee, uh, if you want to, you know, manage it yourself is only $300 a year. So, you know, you can have a full-blown 401k plan for your business, even if it's a one-person business, just getting started for 300 bucks a year. It's, it's certainly not cost prohibitive. Um, that would give you all the opportunities that the 401k affords, and it would, it would provide you with, um, you know, the, the plan that allows you to go out and keep records of what you do and that sort of thing. If you choose to retain us to manage the plan, we won't manage your investments. We won't buy and we won't pick your investments for you in any scenario. But if you wanted us to hold and keep track of rent income and you know pay expenses and that sort of thing, hold the bank account, uh, it costs an, an additional couple hundred bucks a year for that piece. Um, only about 10% of the clients that we have in the solo 401k actually retain us for more than just the plan. Because what makes you an entrepreneur is the fact that you're willing to grab the bull by the horns and go run. You're not scared of a little paperwork. You're not scared of opening a bank account, that sort of thing. And this plan just fits so nicely into that mindset because it's exactly what it's designed for and who it's designed for. So Jason, how can people that want to work with you? I mean, that's such a great price. I don't know why anybody would, you know, not want to go for that. <laughs> how can people uh, get in contact with you and work with you? So the company is New View Trust Company, and we spell it with a U, N-U-V-I-E-W, Trust Company. Uh, easiest way to, to get more information is to go straight to our website at newviewtrust.com. Again, with a U-N-U-V-I-E-W, trust.com. Uh, there's plenty of information there, uh, as well as all the um, information on the Solo 401k. Uh, if you click into the blog section, we've got pre-recorded you know, educational videos on the solo 401k specifically uh, that go a lot more in depth into how does it work? What are the requirements? That sort of thing. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that's a great place to start. Education is key. And as an entrepreneur, um, sometimes the best thing to do is pause, lift your head up and, and come up for air and really think about some of these additional items that are part of being self-employed that generally get overlooked. And that's really, you know, building a retirement portfolio uh, so you have something to lean on beyond your business, uh, you know, in your retirement years. Well, you've given me a lot to think about. I really appreciate it, Jason. Thanks for being on the show today. You're welcome, Steve. Thanks for having me. I hope you got a lot out of that. I know I did. And there are some little things that we can do that can make huge impacts on 
our stability going into the future and going into our retirement years. So I hope you made some notes for yourself and uh, have some new ideas that you can look at. Let's take one more com quick commercial break and then we will be right back here on Thriving Entrepreneur. Don't go away. If you're an author who's on a mission, stand out with your brand out. <laughs> Check this out, guys. Yep, everything's marketing, and marketing is everything. Your existing book can become a best-selling book, or even, hey, like mine, a number one international best-selling book in five days. Listen, if your business isn't known by everybody, it's obscurity and that's death, right? The same thing is true for your book. If you're not happy with the way your book is performing, you got that far and then it just fell off the face of the planet, kind of feeling go to yourbestsellertoday.com schedule a talk with steve it's risk-free it's guaranteed it's proven we've done it thousands of times what are you waiting for yes yourbestsellertoday.com this time next week you could have a beautiful seal on your book and get the attention that you deserve reach the people that you came to serve come on now what are you waiting for grab a pen here we go all you got to do is book a call yourbestsellertoday.com go to yourbestsellertoday.com book a talk with Steve. It's proven. It's guaranteed. It's going to happen. All you have to do is say yes to your destiny. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome back. So we've talked about investing and then we talked about retirement accounts, but what about right now? What about our businesses? How do we do some things that can make us more profitable in our business and our businesses more effective in a powerful money way? Just sticking to the basics. So to help us with that, we've got one more last great guest. Let's jump right into that. Join me in welcoming Krista Grasso. Hey, Krista, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good, thank you. So tell us a little bit about yourself and how you show up in the world. Yeah, so I'm a lean business consultant and coach, and I really help businesses learn how to achieve more by doing less and get really lean in how they run things. So other than lean cuisines, um, <laughs> tell me what your definition for running a lean business is. Yeah, absolutely. So lean has been around for a really long time. It's really popular in the manufacturing space. And what I've done is I've taken this and made it really applicable to more in the coaching consulting service provider space. And it's really about getting super crystal clear on the things that are adding value for your customers and profitability for your business in cutting everything else. So lean is about eliminating waste. And so it's identifying those things in your business that would be considered waste and then cutting those so that you can get a lot more done in a lot less time and with a lot less overhead and expense. Okay, so it sounds like, and I'm way oversimplifying this, I'm sure, but it sounds like basically there's an evaluation and then an action that we need to take. Is that a really good, uh, you know, shorthand version of what you got to do? Yeah, I, I love your, yeah, I love the way you simplified it. Absolutely. It's, um, you re just really need to get super crystal clear on where it is that you want to go and why you want to go there. So I always recommend people start with that vision. Then they set some near term goals. And then they really look at what they're actually doing and making sure that the things that they're doing, the offers that they have out for their customers, their entire business model aligns with that. And if it doesn't, that's where they're making those cuts and those adjustments and really trying to lean things down. So a lot of times, and I'm sure you've ran into this too, a lot of times the place where a person really struggles is they haven't really identified who they are, what their purpose is, those kind of things. Mm -hmm. um, do you find that a lot too? Yeah, the thing that I honestly think is the very most important thing that every business owner at every stage should do is they should have a really, really clear next level vision. And to me, that next level vision has three facets. It's not just where they see their business and themselves in the future, but it's also where they see their customers in the future. And I think you really want that balance of all three. And sometimes people either don't take the time to go through that activity or they have really 
a lot of trouble seeing that future. And so what I always tell people is just think as far into the future as you can. And especially when you're first starting out, sometimes you don't have a really grand vision. Whereas the longer you're in business, it does tend to get a lot bigger um, and a lot more impactful. But however far into the future, as you can see, think about what type of life and lifestyle do you want? What type of business do you want? What do you want to be known for? And how do you help people? Um, and what do your customers want from you at that point in the future? What's that transformation that they're looking for and that they're going to be coming to you for? And if you can keep those three things in mind and make sure that the way you're structuring and running your business is in alignment with that, it really does make things so much easier and so much more clear to you as the business owner as to what things to say yes to and what things to say no to, because you have that clear picture of what kind of what's directionally correct. Mm, that could be a powerful masterclass, which you probably already have. You know. <laughs> I do. <laughs> yeah, I can totally see that. That would be great. So what things do your business want to need? What things do you want and need? What kind of life do you want to live? And what do your customers need? That's awesome. I love it. Thank um, so, and I know there's just a ton of stuff, but if you had to, uh, you know, pick your favorite child and tell us what is your favorite thing that you teach about that you'd like to share with us today? Yeah, absolutely. So again, I, I always start with next level vision. To me, if there's ever one takeaway for people, it's get really clear on that because that does help you lean out simply in identifying the things that aren't right. Um, but the next thing is I love productivity tips and helping people work very efficiently and effectively. And I'm going to share one of those with you today because I think it's a great way that everybody could be working. But I think it's so important. A lot of times people focus on productivity, but they're not productive in the right things. And so if you set that long-term vision, you set near-term goals, you know the right things to be focused on. Then I think the way that you can get really productive and what I love to share with people is working in focus blocks. And so I'm sure you're very familiar with this yet. Yeah, it's most people have heard of it, but a lot of people don't work this way. And it's carving out a bigger block of time, usually an hour or two or even longer if you can, in either working on a single activity or what I like to do is batch together a group of like activities and just sit and really focus. I mean, like turn off distractions, turn off email, put your phone away so you're not getting text messages have everything around you in your workspace so that you don't really have to get up other than to take those frequent movement breaks so you're not sitting too long and really just heads down focus on those like activities together. And I find that when people do this, they really can get so much more done. They four to 10x their productivity when they start working this way all the time. Mm, that's such a great tip. So let's go the other direction with it. What is the biggest thing you find when working with people that keep them from getting lean in their business? Yeah, so when you first start a business and you're in what I call the emerging stage and what a lot of people call the startup stage, the natural tendency in that stage is to say yes to all the things, right? You're trying to find product market fit. So you say yes to every opportunity. And as you get beyond the emerging stage and you're starting to grow and you're starting to scale, you need to actually say no to a lot of things. You need to get really clear on exactly what you do and what you're known for, exactly who you serve. Um, you really want to take what's working in your business and optimize it and then lean out, you know, everything else. And I find that the thing that people have the hardest time with, honestly, is saying no. They're so conditioned to say yes in that emerging stage. And by nature, so many of us are people pleasers and just like to say yes anyway. Um, but you really do have to more unapologetically say no as you get into those growth and scaling stages. And especially if you want to lean out, because every time you say yes to one thing, you say no to something else. And so you have to be really selective in the things that you're saying yes to, or you end up in overwork, overwhelm, and just a lot of things, honestly, that can be really confusing for your customers if you're not really focused and clear on what you offer. Okay, so, you know, we start off our business, we say yes to everything, because, you know, saying no means we don't pay our bills, basically, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? Um, how do we then actually learn how to turn off the yeses and turn on a no? 
I know it honestly, it really is tough. And this is where I think it can help to have a coach that you're working with, have a business bestie even, or somebody that can be that sanity check for you. And you do need to yourself really just commit to doing it. And I think again, it starts with, do you have that clarity in your vision and your goals so that you can quickly look at those things and the different opportunities that come your way and the bright shiny objects that come up and that next best thing that you need to try. And you can really look at those and say, is this the right thing when you look at your vision? Is it the right thing right now when you look at your goals? And then just do you actually have the capacity for it? Um, and if you don't, but you really want to do it, what can you say no to in order to say yes to this new thing? And I think if you start to think in those terms, it helps. And I also have a technique that I developed. It's called CHUCK. I love acronyms, um, <laughs> but it's cut, hold, change, or keep. And it's something that I recommend that people do pretty frequently where they can use it for the activities that they do in their business, as well as the products and services and offers that they have for their, for their clients. Um, you really can apply it to anything and you just want to run through a series of questions and say, which of these things are no longer adding value and I should cut? Which of the things should I maybe place on hold? Maybe I know I need to cut it, but I need to put it on hold for a little bit to see if I miss it. That's usually what people end up doing before they cut something. Um, which things are working great as is and I wanna keep them? And which things aren't working as well as I'd like, but they're still adding a lot of value and I wanna change them up and see how I can improve their performance. And so it's a really great way to get started and especially use that hold state as a way to eventually make some cuts without having to do the really hard no right from the beginning. That's a good way of doing it. So you don't have to say no now, you just have to say not now. Exactly. Okay, I love that. <laughs> so let's be good teachers for our listeners. Um, you had talked earlier about the, having a clear vision for yourself, your business, and your clients. Um, Pick any one of those three, whichever's easiest for you, and help us figure, you know, how could we right now, after listening to this, begin to identify a really clear vision? Yeah, absolutely. So to me, that vision, it's not a vision statement, right? It's truly that vivid mental image of where you see yourself in the future. So let's take your business. And I always start to think about what are people saying about your business? How are your customers describing your business? How are they describing working with you? What is it that you're known for? When people pull up your business name or when somebody hears your business name, what do they think? What do they associate with it? Kind of what is your thing? And usually people can answer that question because they know what they wanna be known for. They know ultimately why they started their business. They know their why. And so if you can start to map that out and start to look, like I said, as far into the future as you can, which may be a year for some of you, it may be 10, 20 years for others, right? It really is just however far as you can see. And then start to move into the other categories and say, great, here's what the business is known for. Now, what are the clients that I'm working with at that time going to need from me? And does this business that I, I envision align with the lifestyle? that I want and what's my role in that and what's my role in the business? Am I more of the kind of visionary CEO type and I have a, a team of total rock stars that are running the show and doing things or am I keeping it more small and boutique and I'm pretty involved in the day to day? And so you have to know those things. I think you really do need to look at all three facets to round out the business vision, but you start with just kind of what you wanna be known for and what that business is in the future. I think you're right. I think a lot of those kind of things, you really do kind of need somebody outside of you to help you be able to get real clear on that, mm -hmm. um, which leads us perfectly to how does somebody that wants to go deeper with you work with you? Yeah, absolutely. So I actually have a 90-day planner that has everything in it to help people with leaning out. So really straightforward way to take that and actually document it and put pen to paper. And I also have an accelerator. So it's a 12-month program where we go through together and every 90 days we repeat and get leaner and leaner in the business. And I do a free masterclass every couple months. Um, at leanoutmethod.com slash masterclass, where you could go in and we go through doing your next level vision, setting your goals, working in focus blocks, all of the things that I've talked about here, plus a lot of other elements of leaning out. 
Perfect. I love it. Well, Krista, I really appreciate you spending some time on the show here with us today. Thanks so much for having me. The whole concept of running our businesses lean, effectively, achieving more and doing less, you know, a lot of times it seems impossible, right? You know, I've heard the saying that being an entrepreneur is where you give up your 40 hour a week job so that you can work 70. But what if it didn't have to be that way? What if there are some things like delegating that we could do that could allow us to work less and make more, to be more effective at what we're meant to do, and also really embrace the fact that the uniqueness that is you is what's important, powerful, and needed in the world. It isn't so much about hitting a time quota, if you will. Um, and I think the world is changing a little bit, but I know that a lot of us were raised with that concept of good people get up, they go to work, they work 40 hours a week, right? I mean, that's just kind of what life is. And although I think we transitioned a lot away from the, you work 30 hours for a corporation, you get a gold watch and you retire type of a culture, I think we still have that same base mentality. And so we may move from one job to another, from one business to another, those different kind of things. But we're still approaching it from an old, um, possibly even not effective methodology as we get up every morning and we go to work. I mean, working is important. Don't get me wrong. I don't uh, I'm not one of those people that's looking for a way to be able to not work any. Uh, even if I had massive investments like we talked about earlier, I just know me. I know that I would want to do things to help and impact people. You know, like the show, Thriving Entrepreneur, which I've said many times is kind of like my guilty pleasure. Um, and so, you know, to that end... It's not so much a matter of how can I just never work and have unlimited resources as much as it's how can I make the work that I'm doing be impactful? And that brings us back to the thing that I say a lot almost every week and all the time on my Facebook Lives. What can I do to maximize while it's called today? Tomorrow may never get here. Yesterday's gone. Whatever happened, happened we can apologize for things if they went wrong. We can learn from the things of the past, but we have to live in today. We can't change yesterday and we can't borrow from tomorrow. Today is all we have. And so what can we do to maximize today, to institute the powerful money basics and really show up powerfully in the world? You see, here's the thing. You are uniquely brilliant. You were very much so created for a purpose. And the world needs you. For you to just simply be today, the best you that you can be today. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Yesterday's in the books. All it's about is just showing up and to take the things that we learn. So today we learned some powerful money basics and we can now take those, put them to work in our lives and be the best version of us so that we can shine that radiant message that is us out into the world to make the difference for that person who is on Google right now searching for that thing that you do with such grace and such ease that you probably often don't realize how impactful it is. And in the end, by doing that, we end up being and living as a thriving entrepreneur. I hope until we're together again next time that you have an incredible and great week. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today. If you want to get your question answered, send an email to questions at wehelpyouthrive.com. We look forward to you joining us again next time. If you're an author who's on a mission, stand out with your brand out. <laughs>
<laughs> Check this out, guys. Yep, everything's marketing, and marketing is everything. Your existing book can become a best-selling book, or even, hey, like mine, a number one international best-selling book in five days. Listen, if your business isn't known by everybody, it's obscurity and that's death, right? The same thing is true for your book. If you're not happy with the way your book is performing, you got that far and then it just fell off the face of the planet kind of feeling, go to yourbestsellertoday.com. Schedule a talk with Steve. It's risk-free. It's guaranteed. It's proven. We've done it thousands of times. What are you waiting for? Yes, yourbestsellertoday.com. This time next week, you could have a beautiful seal on your book and get the attention that you deserve. Reach the people that you came to serve. Come on now. What are you waiting for? Grab a pen. Here we go. All you got to do is book a call, yourbestsellertoday.com. Go to yourbestsellertoday.com. Book a talk with Steve. It's proven. It's guaranteed. It's going to happen. All you have to do is say yes to your destiny. You are-